Welcome back to uh, NWA Nuggets with Altitude. It's been uh, quite a while since we've had a lot, our last episode, isn't it, Drew? Uh-huh, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had a podcast was uh, November 14th. Yep. Today is uh, February 5th. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets were on a losing streak the last time we had a podcast. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that the Nuggets are out of that slump. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> They've uh, actually gone 20 and 11 since our last podcast, so maybe we shouldn't do podcasts quite as often, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the Nuggets closed out November on a five-game winning streak. Sounds really good. Um, if you remember, our listeners, <laughs> if you remember, the last time we had a podcast, Will Barton was out with injury. He is now back. Um, Juancho Hernan Gomez was also a starter back in November, and so... Um, in December, he got he was a starter, and uh, Tori Craig was the starter before Wancho when Will Barton was out. But uh, Tori Craig was definitely an offensive black hole during mm-hmm. December. Yeah, um, just kind of going off with of Tori Craig, he's 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 definitely stepped up his offensive ability. Um, he's shown great athleticism around the basket mm-hmm. as of late, and uh, kind of swapping places with Wancho. I mean, offensively wise, because. Now Wancho's starting to tell off while Torrey Craig is starting to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how those two players going forward now um, are utilized in the rotation. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of the season when we were picking our breakout stars, mm-hmm. I was really emphatic about Wancho being uh, able to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And he did look like he was starting to show out a little bit at the end of the year. He had that nice block against mm-hmm. the Warriors early in the season. And then, I don't know, he kind of just... Didn't really get it going once they hit December. Um, a lot of injuries played a part in him getting minutes, and he still wasn't able to get it done. The injuries got so bad that the Nuggets had to sign Nick Young. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and you were actually at that game when Nick Young made his Nuggets debut. We were at that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, pretty exciting. Um, other than that, uh, a few notable games in December. Jokic got ejected against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. On a December 22nd, that was a pretty ugly game. The Nuggets did end up losing that game. Uh, two-way player Brandon Goodwin got his first NBA mm-hmm. points, so there's a bright spot from that. And I really like Brandon Goodwin as a player. He looks really athletic. Um, I've seen some clips of him play a little bit, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's going to be able to like really just slash the basket and be able to score that way. He looks like he's a pretty physical, physical guy for his size because he is a shorter guy. And I like how he's on the team right now with Isaiah Thomas also being an undersized guy. So mm-hmm. maybe he's getting some good uh, mentoring from uh, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, I just really like his style of play so far. I mean, the limited time we have seen him play. Yeah, now that I think about it, I could actually see Brandon Goodwin being like a Monte Morris kind mm-hmm. of guy. Like he just spends the whole year with either the team or in the G League, gets some experience, and then next year, yeah. um, I don't know where his role will be considering the Nuggets don't really yeah. have a need for another point guard. But um, I don't know, maybe he watches on with another team or something like that. But this is definitely good for his development, mm-hmm. like you said. I think, is he the player from Florida Gulf Coast? I think? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think so. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember, was it a few years back? They were really good, right? Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. okay. Might have been part of that squad. I don't even know. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. We'll have to check on that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Nuggets ended up going 8-4 and four in December, so not too bad. Yeah. Um, a lot of injuries played a part in them losing mm-hmm. some of those games, but you like to see them get back on that winning track. And uh, January, 
uh, that was when the injuries really started to hit because yeah. Harris got hurt. Jamal got hurt. Um, I think even Paul Millsap was injured at some yes. points too. So um, there's definitely a lot of games that they probably lost due to not having enough depth. But um, Will Barton coming back on the 12th against the Suns really helped them out. They didn't end up winning that game, uh, losing to the Suns 93-102. But uh, Will Barton, ever since he's come back, he's been a really Mm -hmm. big offensive spark, especially when he came back to the starting lineup again against the Suns. And the Nuggets pounded them 132-95. And uh, Jared Vanderbilt. The Nuggets' second-round pick from this past draft also made his NBA debut that night. 1.3 rebounds, one assist, and one steal. And I think we both really liked what we saw from Jared Vanderbilt in this limited amount of time. Yeah. Um, going into the season, I didn't know any of these players, like Goodwin or uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, I like to consider myself a pretty big Nuggets <laughs> fan. But, uh, yeah, when we saw Vanderbilt, for some reason, we were both really excited yeah. to watch him play. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why, really, but – what we saw from him, he had that really nice, um, like I think it was from half court assist to Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. It was he put it on a string. The one thing I saw from him, he he definitely got tired really fast. <laughs> he played like yeah. four minutes and mm-hmm. he was dead. But but we but he rebounded the wall really well. Yeah. Um. There was one time I think he came from the three point line and rebounded the ball all the way, and it wasn't like um a long rebound either. It was a shorter rebound and he got it. So I really like that ability, and glad he got his first point yeah. as a nugget. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I think um, one of his biggest strengths is definitely rebounding. That's a lot of – that's uh, something that people talked a lot about of him at Kentucky in his one season. So um, I think, like you said, he definitely got tired pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was riding the bike quite a bit before he came into the game, but uh, he got sent down to the G League to get a lot more playing time, and he's been doing pretty well since mm-hmm. then. So um, I don't know if we'll see him again um, in extended action at the NBA level, but him being able to get consistent playing time in the G League will be really good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and that just, I mean, that that game was a blowout, but it just it was kind of neat to see a lot of these other players um, get a lot of extended playing time and just really show how really the deep the Nuggets still are, even with these injuries that they do have. They still have guys that can play. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then going into February, we're only five days into the month, but uh, the Nuggets have already had three games. They played against Houston on the first. Uh, they played against Minnesota on Saturday, and then they played against Detroit last night. So they are now 2-1 and one in February. That Houston game, really good mm-hmm. for the Nuggets. Uh, Gary Harris uh, has been dealing with some nagging injuries, yeah. a lot of lower body stuff. He missed that Houston game, but the Nuggets actually – pulled off a pretty great victory, yeah. 136 to 122. A lot of um, lesser guys, um, I think, just based off the, their popularity around the league, uh, two lesser guys did really well against Houston, Malik Beasley mm-hmm. and Torrey Craig. Yeah. Um, both of those players, I think, are both really good um, defensive players. Malik has gotten really a lot better from last year to this year playing defense. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a really good offensive player, but I didn't think anybody ever thought Malik Beasley was going to be able to ever score three five points. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I didn't see that coming in into the season. He put up, he he's shooting great. He was attacking the basket. He had that really, really clutch on uh, a basket within like the last two minutes of the game when he had that layup. He split the two defenders. Mm-hmm. Great move. Um, and he was able to finish. And I, I mean, he's honestly the reason why they won that game. Mm-hmm. 
he was just he he had that nice puck and he did really well and Jokic of course did well and Tory Craig had a career high twenty two points a guy that is pretty much the Nuggets defender and that's pretty much what mm-hmm. he does yeah put up points so that's good too yeah it was really good to see um, guys like that just get their chance to show out mm-hmm. especially on a nationally televised game that was on ESPN yeah. so uh, I'm just really happy for these guys just to be able to show off their talent and uh, it's been really working hard yeah and then on Saturday, the Nuggets had a really close game, especially because they just played the previous night against Houston. So they flew into Minnesota that night, mm-hmm. got in at around, I think, 4 a.m. Um, so they definitely did not have a lot of time to rest. They were able to pull out the win, 107-106, really close. Jokic had that nice pass to Malik Beasley in the closing minutes that mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of players would have been would have had like the confidence to throw that across the court. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It was if he if they if Jokic didn't complete that pass to Malik Beasley on that possession, the Nuggets probably would have lost. Yeah. Because that's just the way the the game was going. And um last year the Nuggets I was always nervous for the Nuggets <laughs> going in the fourth quarter. Like they're not a fourth quarter team. Yeah. This year they're a fourth quarter team. And really that's the big difference between last year and this year. Even with some of the players, um stats like Jokic isn't shooting nearly quite as well from from three-point range, mm-hmm. but they're still uh, throwing out games. Um, Gary Harris is not shooting. I mean, he hasn't played as much on um, this year, but he's not shooting as well either. Um, uh, Jamal Murray, his stats are still down a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. he, they're improving, but his stats are still down from last year, but they're still winning in the fourth quarter. And it's because they're so good in the fourth quarter now that they're able to win these games, these close games. And, I mean, geez, Jokic, why would you throw that ball? But it worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just great to, like, again, it's just great to see guys like Malik Beasley, like Tory Craig, they're just getting their dues now. Mm-hmm. Um, just the injuries have been able to open up playing time for them, and it just really shows how much depth the Nuggets truly have. So, uh, but, yeah, last night's game was pretty bad. Uh, we did mention the Nuggets have really good depth, but uh, your depth can only take you so far mm-hmm. when that three-fifths of your – Starting lineup missed the game, yeah. and the other is uh, in foul trouble. So, yeah, the pretty rough game last night against Detroit. The Nuggets ended up losing by 26. Um, the Pistons were just hitting, like, all their threes. I know Scott Hastings mentioned on the broadcast that the Pistons are one of the worst three-point shooting teams, but they they were hitting, like, everything. Like, Stanley Johnson, I think they said he was, like, 22% oh, from three, and he was just lights out, like – I could not believe my eyes. It was like watching like Steph Curry or something. <laughs> but yeah, pretty rough game. Uh, the Nuggets' next game is tomorrow uh, against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can bounce back. Uh, the Nuggets actually don't have another home game until next Monday against the Heat. Uh, so that should be a good game mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Nikola Jokic was also named an All Star reserve. Mm-hmm. First Denver Nuggets All Star since uh, 2011. Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. It's been. I think they had the the longest drought currently in the NBA hmm. until that. And um, so Jokic definitely getting the the credit that he deserves. And just mm-hmm. another little tidbit here: I went onto the NBA.com um, MVP race, kind of. They kind of do like a mock one, mm-hmm. and Jokic right now is number six in oh, wow. MVP. Um, mm-hmm. it's like the season ended today, and NBA was doing. Of course, the voting, which they don't on um, the website, but it's just cool to see that Jokic is getting that um, 
credit that he deserves. I mean, he should. He's a he's a walking triple double mm-hmm. a lot of times, and um, that's really cool. And also another note about the All Star game: Michael Malone will be uh, coaching Team LeBron. That's right. So I would like LeBron <laughs> to draft Jokic. <laughs> that would be pretty cool to see LeBron and Jokic on the court mm-hmm. playing on the same team. That would be pretty cool. Coached by Michael Malone. Yeah. That's really neat. <laughs> and I think Michael Malone is really kind of this guy that's pulled the Nuggets together. I mean, with this with this, this, this many injuries, we talk about how deep the Nuggets is, but it's also the coaching. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good coach to, to figure out these lineups. And the Nuggets are sometimes going out there. You're starting two players, Armelie Beasley and Torrey Craig. Like, they're good players, but they're good. They're better reserves. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're more known as. But they're going out there performing, and they're winning games. So um, that's just really cool, and I'm really impressed, especially with uh, Michael Malone. I think he should be um, coach of the year. Mm. Yeah, he sure. did. Um, I think a lot of people forget he got an extension at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, and people were questioning why he got extended yeah. because he hasn't really they haven't made the playoffs they haven't made the playoffs all since um he got to denver they have improved their record every year every year but they still haven't made the playoffs and a lot of people are questioning that i have a hunch they're gonna break that drought this year <laughs> <laughs> it's just a oh I, I mean that's a, that's a bold, <laughs> a bold strategy. Yeah. um so yeah i think uh i don't know i i might sound biased but i think Jokic kind of deserves to be um in the higher spot for mvp right now i would i'd say probably about number three yeah honestly i mean we we we've talked about this privately quite a bit and um if the nuggets win first um first place in the western conference i mean how how don't you give it to a guy like nikola Jokic? Mm -hmm. like it's pretty i mean if, if they get second or third or fourth um place in the Western Conference, like, no, I don't think he deserves it. But if we get, if the Nuggets get first in the Western Conference, I think he has a really strong case, especially with his numbers. Mm-hmm. He's averaging, I think, is a 20, 10, and almost eight assists a game. And um, he's leading the Nuggets in four of the major uh, stat categories. With He's leading the Nuggets in steals, too. And last year, that was Gary Harris. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's having a rough year with injuries and everything. But, I mean... He's a center, mm-hmm. averaging those numbers. Yeah. I think he's top ten, and um, and assist, and he's you don't see another center doing that. No, so I don't. Th- I think they said there's not even like a center close to like top six. No, I think six. it was like it's like Jokic, and then it's like Marcus at like four or something. Like it's like a huge drop off, mm-hmm. and his defense isn't that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's like you watch him play. He he. He, his his lateral foot, uh, footwork has gone a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's able he's able to guard um, guards even better. There's been a few times he's just gone wider and he's making the guards shoot over him, and that's mm-hmm. what he needs to do every time. Yeah. And uh, but there is sometimes he has a defensive breakdown mm-hmm. where I'm like, Jokic, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> but what can you yeah. do? I think Jokic has gotten a lot better at uh, defending players. Mm-hmm. Most notably, he's cut down a lot on. Um, Doing those are really dumb, like reach around. Yeah, it's like the guy will just beat him and he'll, mm-hmm. he'll just whack him across the chest. Two years ago, he did that every game. <laughs> like it was every game. <laughs> oh, it was so annoying. Uh, but he, yeah, he's he he's really worked on that, and his p p e r is really high. It's twenty seven point three eight. I don't know where that ranks among the league, but that's really high. I mean, the next highest nugget is um. It looks like it's Paul Millsap, and it's at 18. Wow. So it's not even close. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, I feel like 
I mean, Jokic did get named Western Conference Player of the Week. He did. Week. He did. He's He has two of them now underneath yeah. this ball? At least mm-hmm. two of them that I know of. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, and just other guys I feel like have been really well this season. Jamal Murray. I mean, he's hurt right now, but mm-hmm. prior to that, he was on a tear. Mm-hmm. He's 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 averaging like highs in pretty much all of his categories. I think he's one of the most underrated rebounding guards. Mm-hmm. He 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 gets a lot of rebounds for a guy that plays with really good rebounders on a team. I mean, you think about the rebounders that are good on the team. Jokic clearly, mm-hmm. Mason Plumlee, Paul Millsap, Torrey Craig's good at rebounding. Oh yeah, those guys are good at rebounding the ball, and he's still getting four point four per game. And, like, you're, like, looking at that, like, that's not that good. But I've seen games where he just goes up and, like, skies and gets it. And you're, like, man. And it's just – it's really helpful whenever your guard goes out and gets that ball. Like, Russell uh, Westbrook does that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, like, automatic. Like, let's just go, go, go. And I think he's he's really improved his game on that. And his assists, I feel like his court vision has gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. He's knowing when to pass the ball. Um, I've noticed he's still working on his late game situations. Last year he was really bad. Oh, yeah. it seemed like he'd always turn over the ball late in the game. And this year he seems like he's he's doing a lot better. He's known when to pass up more, and he's been a lot more clutch this season. So, yeah. And piggybacking off your uh, notion about like Jamal rebounding the ball and they're just going out of transition, uh, Jokic rebounds the ball a lot and he'll just bring it right up. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, just having a, a center that can handle the ball that well yeah. just, like, really opens up the offense. I think that's something that's really unique about Denver is that they're able to – like, they can run a pick and roll with Jokic and Plumlee. And, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. Like, you would not see that, like, in any other, like, team, no I think, like, in the league. So, yeah, it's just, like, a really unique offense that the Nuggets have and Hats off to Mike Malone for mm-hmm. being able to make it work that way. And really that entire coaching staff. Like, Mike Malone does it all, but I know there's those assistants are probably working really hard, too. Um, and then I think what you were saying earlier, they have the second-highest offensive rating mm-hmm. in the league. Yep. So it's pretty darn good. Second. Yep. And then they're 14th defensively. Yep. Kind of slacking defensively, mm-hmm. but hopefully with – I mean, with um, – when Gary Harris gets, starts to get back and um, playing better, um, that their defensive rating will improve because I think him and Paul Millsap are really just the cornerstones of that defense. Mm-hmm. And I really miss Gary Harris and just like the simple things he does on the court defensively. It just seems sometimes the Nuggets can't stop uh, uh, opponents and they, they're in these shootouts. But um, – Hopefully, when playoff time comes around, the the entire squad will be healthy. And going off of that, I think uh, Isaiah Thomas, we're thinking, we've heard reports that he'll be back through the 11th through the 13th, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, that'll definitely be uh, interesting, especially if Jamal is still by then. Because mm-hmm. then now you have Monte Morris and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And I don't know, that's just going to be really interesting. And then especially when Jamal comes back. It's kind of like, how are you going to fit everyone into the rotation? Mm -hmm. Because Malik's been doing really well. Monte Morris has definitely been doing really well. I feel like Monte, I I don't know if he qualifies for most improved player, but I would definitely have him as a candidate. Oh, that's true. Because 
like he he played like three games last year. That's true. So, I didn't even think about that. I mean, like the Nuggets definitely have a lot of candidates for most player. Malik mm-hmm. Beasley, if he kept it up, I would say he is too. Mm-hmm. And Mike Malone has also mentioned Mason Plumlee. Like he doesn't do a lot of the things that show up on the stat sheet, but Mason Plumlee is a really integral part mm-hmm. of the Nuggets team, especially when Paul Millsap has been out. Like Mason Plumlee's filled in at power forward as well, and he's just a really good player coming off the bench for Denver. Yeah. I think Mason Plumley last season, I always got upset with him because he always felt like he was making mistakes, <laughs> but this season he knows his role better. Mm-hmm. And he fits more along with the scheme. And I really like the contract that he's on now. <laughs> like, I feel like he, he he's worth um, the money that the Nuggets are giving mm-hmm. him. I think it's $12 million a yeah. year. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I can't say enough about Mason Plumley and the plays he's been having. And he's able to block the ball so well this season, mm-hmm. it feels like. Yeah, like, he's honestly done so well. Like, I haven't even thought about his contract situation, mm-hmm. like, at all this season. Like, he's he also got that core surgery during the offseason, so I think that mm-hmm. really helped him out a lot. Um, he's fully healthy now, and he's not playing hurt. So I think that really helped him out a lot. Yeah. I'm looking for, right now, online, for most improved players. And Monte Morris or Malik Beasley are not even in the top 30. Mm. Which, there's some very questionable... For some reason, Gary Harris is on here at number 33. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. This is a trash ranking. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah. It's just the Nuggets season's been really good this season. And um, I'm really excited to see when all the players actually get healthy Mm -hmm. and what it's going to look like. Yeah, I'd I'd argue that when healthy, the Nuggets probably have the deepest roster in the league. Yeah. Like, not even close, honestly. But, yeah, in uh, other news around the league, uh, the uh, Dallas Mavericks made a transaction Mm -hmm. this past week. Actually, before we get to that, Let's also uh, point out the fact that the Nuggets came back down 25 against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's right. We talk a lot about their offense, but they had really good defensive possessions during that game when they were coming back in the fourth quarter. Yes, so, that was a that was a game. Yeah, let's not forget about that. That was yeah. probably the best comeback I've seen the Nuggets do <laughs> since I've ever watched the Nuggets. Second, I think it was their second uh, like highest deficit mm-hmm. that they've come back from in like history. Mm-hmm. So. That was yeah, a good game. That was definitely a really good game, especially like they didn't have Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys like Malik Beasley really showed out. Will Barton, they mm-hmm. just pulled it out. And what a great win. Yeah, that was a really good win. I think that Memphis game and that Houston game when the Nuggets won 36 to 122, and where Malik played well in that game too, I mm-hmm. think those two games are close to like the best games the Nuggets have played. I know the Nuggets let up 122 in that Houston game. Yeah. But James Harden is also scoring 40 points tonight, so yeah. they're going to get a lot of Yeah, points. they actually almost held him to under 30 points, which would have been the first mm-hmm. time since, like, December. And then Houston checks him in with, like, a minute left yeah. so he can get it. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, yeah. like, honestly, shout-out to Tori Craig and Malik Beasley because mm-hmm. they, they did a really good job of just uh, preventing him from getting mm-hmm. his due or getting, like, his own. Mm-hmm. So, And also, um, yesterday... Uh, Rachel Nichols interviewed Kobe Bryant, and he said that Houston will not be able to win with the way that James Harden is playing right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but Kobe Bryant, if Kobe Bryant says something to me, I'm probably going to listen. Mm-hmm. You know? No, 
I I agree with Kobe because I don't think it's just not playoff basketball. It's no, like it's, it's 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 like running gunless, shoot threes, and not play very much defense and rely on one guy to score for us. Mm-hmm. And it's just that doesn't work out a lot of times. I mean, we'll see, but I'm 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 with Kobe on this one. I don't think it's sustainable, especially in, in like a playoff um, matchup when the defense is going to tie him down. Mm-hmm. And if they know where the ball is going to go to, they're going to it's going to be really easy for them to pick up on that. Yeah. And I think even the Nuggets did a good job in that win. Mm-hmm. They tie him down. They're like, hey, let's just have anybody shoot it besides James Harden. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to pick between James Harden dropping 50 and Kenneth Freed dropping 30 points, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Kenneth yeah. Freed every time. So. Kenneth Freed had a good game. Yeah. But we don't even know that because the Nuggets won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a really great uh, couple weeks besides last night for mm-hmm. the Nuggets. So, we're looking forward to see how they do tomorrow. But in other non-Nuggets news, the uh, – Dallas Mavericks did trade for Chris Tapps Porzingis last week. Uh, they gave up, was it Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley, uh, Wesley Matthews, and DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I think they gave up a couple draft picks too. Mm-hmm. And then the Knicks traded Porzingis, Timothy Hardaway Jr., um, Dennis, not Dennis, Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely an interesting trade. What are your thoughts on that deal? Well, you know my thoughts on the deal, but I'll tell you guys. <laughs> um, I think I do think the New York Knicks won this deal because, well, I guess I think they win the deal if Porzingis is never um, healthy, really again. And I don't, I don't think he's ever going to be that player that's consistently healthy. That's like that's going to be able to produce every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know if he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play this season, yeah, right? I think he said he was just going to take the qualifying offer at the mm-hmm. end of the year. And that's really interesting to trade for a player that just came off was it ACL, mm-hmm. ACL um, tear. It's really interesting to give up. I think Dennis Smith Jr. He was a steal. He was drafted number nine last mm-hmm. season. That guy can ball. I I think a lot of people are indifferent about him, but like he's real athletic. He's shown um, great flashes, and I'm kind of surprised. Dallas moved away from him because I think he's a really special player and you know, he's going to play. So I think right now, I think the New York Knicks um, won this trade. Uh, And I think a lot of people think that the Mavericks won this trade, but I'm, I'm different. I think, I think, I think the, the Knicks won this trade and they moved away from Courtney Lee, who had a really big salary. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of their play because I know they want to get a couple big name um free agents there so but we'll see um who actually won this trade in a couple of years we'll know yeah initially i thought that the mavericks won the trade just because mm-hmm. they're getting porzingis but um after all the news that's come out like porzingis might not even ever play for the mavericks oh. so that's definitely interesting and then i know a lot of people thought that the knicks originally were going to draft dennis smith jr so they kind of felt like it was a wash in that way because they just got the guy that they should have gotten the whole mm-hmm. time but yeah, the the Knicks definitely have needed a franchise point guard since. I mean, I kind of want to say since Jeremy Lin, but even he wasn't really a franchise point guard. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't really had any stability there. They drafted Neil Akina. He hasn't really done much. Traded mm-hmm. for Moutier, who is having a good season. He's having but, a good season. I mean, you probably want to see more from the point guard position, mm-hmm. especially in such a big market. Yeah. Um, Moutier is having a really good season. I'm really happy that he is because he just wasn't that great for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I like whenever players go to a different team and it's a different scenery and they do well. And 
I always liked Moutier as a player. Um, he gets a little hectic with the ball and likes to turn it over sometimes, but he's kind of calmed it down more in New York. He's hurt right now, but that's kind of a cool combo, Moutier and, uh, and um, Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. And I think it was you that called it out last season that number nine for Dennis Smith Jr. was a steal. Yeah. And it really is because mm-hmm. that guy, he was – he didn't win rookie of the year, but he was he was he was almost in the discussion. Mm-hmm. He was top four at least, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a really good player, and I think right now the Knicks won that trade. So. Yeah, it's it's just a tough like a tough situation for Dallas because they had two ball dominant guys in Dennis Smith and Luka Doncic, and I mean I don't know about you, but Luka Doncic is definitely better than Dennis. Smith. Oh yeah, I mean so. easily better. I mean. I think in our last po- podcast we were both like this this Luca guy. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. We knew that back then, and yeah. it's still true to right now. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. He's really good. I agree. I'd rather have Luca than Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. but he's also Dennis Smith Jr. I think he's a good player. So. Yeah. Um. In other news, um, today uh, apparently the Los Angeles Lakers uh, they've been discussing a deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. For Anthony Davis, who did request a trade last week and then also said he wanted to stay with the team for the rest of the season. So, again, kind of mixed messages. But apparently, the Lakers offered the Pelicans Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lance Stevenson, and Michael Beasley, I believe, and maybe Avika Zubac. I'm not sure. I can't remember. And two first-round picks for Anthony Davis. Like, I, don't, I don't know about you, but that, that is a heck of an offer. That would be pretty hard to turn down. That was Del Demps, the Pelicans GM. Is that his name? <laughs> that is his name, Del Demps. Oh, um, he really dumped that situation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make a joke, but he, if I was him, I would have taken that deal because I think Lonzo Ball. He's not having a great season, and like he still needs some polishing, especially with the shooting. Still, I still think he's a top ten draft pick from from last year's mm-hmm. draft. I still think Brandon Ingram has a lot of room to grow. I still think he can be. Um, and I also think Kyle Kuzma, he's a really good basketball player, basketball player and I think um, he can get high anytime he wants. And he also throwing two two future round draft picks. Um, that's pretty enticing for you to take that offer for a guy that has said that he's not going to play for you in the future. Yeah. I mean, they know he's going to be gone. Um, not not at the end of this season, but at the end of next season, by mm-hmm. by the least. And I mean, why wouldn't you take that offer? I don't know, Dior. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just I mean, we're not NBA GMs, so no. we might we don't know all the details. But yeah, just on on the surface, that's just a really enticing deal for New Orleans, especially because the Lakers said they would take Solomon Hill's contract mm-hmm. off their hands too. So, True. um. I don't know, but yeah, LeVar Ball did say that he wanted Lonzo to go to Phoenix, if anywhere. So, um, I mean, the only reason I could assume like they didn't want to do that deal is because Phoenix didn't offer enough for Lonzo, mm-hmm. and so like they weren't able to facilitate a three-way trade. But we'll we'll honestly never know for sure unless uh, more news comes out about it. So, yeah, and Anthony Davis, he's a really good player. I think. Definitely is a franchise player, and mm-hmm. for years to come, he's one of the best young players. I mean, he can be a perennial um, MVP candidate every year. But my major concern with him, I don't know what it is with me and injured guys, but he's <laughs> seems like he's he's injured a lot yeah. too. 
Uh, I'm just looking at his stats right now. Um, I mean, he he's actually pretty good. This season, he's only played 41 games, but I think there's only been like 53, 54 yeah. games. So, and he's never cracked above 75 games, but 75 games is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, his uh, lowest is 60 games. So he does play a lot, um, but it does seem like he does get hurt, and um, and it seems like he gets hurt at bad times. But he's a good player, and um, but I think he's not worth as much as what um, Dell. Dell Dumps is trying to get out of him. So. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just like whenever you see things like this, it's just, you, you're kind of, you don't really know like what to think. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a really confusing situation. It is. But anyways, moving on to our uh, last topic um, in the podcast, John Wall today, he's already injured. He was rehabbing, I think it was his shoulder. I'm not, I can't I'm not sure on that but uh he fell at home today and tore his achilles yep he's out for the next year and apparently the wizards can't use the injury exception because it runs through the summer or something like i saw something earlier today that they won't be able to use the injured exception on him so Hmm. yeah it's definitely something to look out for the wizards are kind of in a spiral now yeah he traded away cal ubre because they knew they weren't going to have enough money to resign him your ma- your super max player gets injured, so he's basically out for the next like, well, definitely out for the rest of the season yeah. already, and he's going to be out for at least the next half of majority next of next season. So, yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's just going to be an interesting situation for Washington. They're pretty much just going to have Bradley Beal and Otto Porter, and both of those guys are getting paid a lot too. So a bunch. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what the Wizards do. If you were the Wizards, what would you do? Um, I mean, I don't know. They already traded away Kelly Oubre, so I think the only thing they can really do right now is kind of just stand pat mm-hmm. and like wait to see. I mean, Sat- Thomas Sadoransky has done a really good job filling in for John Wall, but um, I don't know. The Wizards are just kind of in a, a really bad spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Otto Porter got paid the max. I mean, Otto Porter is a good player, but I don't think he was worth the max. No, I don't and, think anybody thought that when he got the yeah, max either. Yeah, Bradley Beal. Um, he's definitely a good player, but I don't think he can do it all himself. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I, if I was the wizards, I got to agree with you Just stay put. And it's just, it's just really sad to see, um, the trend that this organization is going in because not, was it two seasons ago when Kevin Durant was a free agent? Mm-hmm. I thought they he might have signed there. I thought they were going to be like title <laughs> contenders, you know? <laughs> And now look at them. I mean, they're they're struggling, and it's just sad. And I feel bad for John Wall and his uh, his Achilles, but he's also getting a lot of money, so it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we'll wrap up the podcast right here. Uh, if you've made it to the end of this, uh, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, um, hopefully we'll have another podcast next week. And uh, until then.